Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Vince McMahon has retired and long live the King of Kings. Triple H is now in charge of creative for WWE and has actually been for pretty much this past week. But what big things can we expect to change in the world of WWE now that Triple H is in charge of creative? Stephanie McMahon is co-CEO along with Nick Khan. There's only one way to find out. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I'm joined for the very last time here on the Friday show, by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Little Miss Bride, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? I, I, you're, I thought you were going to do those Little Miss memes where you were like Little Miss, <laughs> and I'm like, where is he going with this? Little Miss what? Um, Little Miss Bride, indeed. I'm like two days away from getting married. And it's kind of crazy, honestly. It's been like nuts, but it's finally happening. My house feels like, honestly, my fa- my house kind of feels like, uh, like a scene out of a wedding movie because you know mm. all of like, everything that's going on. It feels like little wedding central. So yes, um, two days left, but this is our last show, Luke. This I know. And these, what a wonderful way it would have been as well, because in an ideal world, I would have been packing up my bags and getting on a flight to Los Angeles, but unfortunately. I am not doing that because I can't do that. Um, But I hope you have a great time. And I I hope that we have a great time here on our final show. Well, to be fair, I first need to go and cut a promo on you. What? What have I done? Yeah. Yeah. I'm you and Ollie were like, you know what? We need to make some cuts here at Russell Talk. (laughs) Who should we let go? Who should be the person we get rid of? You know what? Let's go with Denise Salcedo because you know what? That's it. I have a conspiracy against Russell Talk. You have a conspiracy against us. Yes. We yes. didn't cut. We didn't cut you to these. You no, you were us. like you were like <laughs> goodbye to the only girl on Russell Talk, the Not only true. Mexican. That's okay. True. Well, one of the only girls, the only Mexican, one of the Americans, right before her wedding. Let's just give. You know what? If you were WWE, if Ollie was Vince McMahon. Right now, the Twitter spear would be like, WWE, how dare they do this? Oh, Denise, did you so not see the com- did you not see I the comments on the SummerSlam prediction video? That's all the comments were on the SummerSlam prediction video. What? If the oh, if you were WWE, if you were WWE, you'd be complaining about you. You've become everything you hate. 
shut up that was the whole comment section <laughs> i mean i say it's the whole comment section it was like three to four people who were just leaving okay. the same comments on a lot of things <laughs> all right so there you go ollie was like you're fired denise you're not good <laughs> shit, pal there we are three minutes in and you and were the john laronitis of this you were like oh, let's not make me johnny i don't like that much let's not make me johnny ace here that's awful I just, there's one person I'd, i don't want to be john laronitis <laughs> luke owenitis oh i don't like this at all nope let's not make this a thing let's not make I that love a thing it. I, it was funny because I was like, okay, how, like, I was trying to think, like, what should I do for this, like, final show? And I was like, I'm going to put Luke on the spot. I mean, I, can I put you back on the spot, Denise? Because when we had this conversation last week, your words were, this has actually come at a great time for me because I really could do with my Friday mornings being free. Regardless, I'm going with my narrative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, your uh, narrative. Is now the evil WWE corporation run by Vince McMahon. Denise, your comment was, this is a great thing. Like, this is a really good thing, actually. I was I was trying to have this conversation with you that I needed to part ways. This is going to be great. Okay, I didn't say that. I did Thank not you. say that. That was added. Wow. <laughs> wow, Luke. Wow. Uh, Denise, you're trying to create your own narrative. I'm going to I'm gonna control hey. my... I'm like Braun Strowman over here. I'm going to control my narrative. Somebody call Chris Jericho. I'm about to go on the <laughs> podcast and just rip to shreds to wrestle talk. <laughs> Give all the inside secrets, the creative meetings behind the scenes. Yes, I'm going to be like, so you want to know the real stuff that's going on behind <laughs> the scenes of Talk? And then next thing you know, they're, I'm going to be like on all the podcasts, just, and that's going to be the new thing. Yeah. Whoever yeah, yeah. Wrestle Talk's just going to go and do all the podcast rounds. That's fine. I mean, I'm expecting Satin SP3 to also be cutting promos on us. Yeah. Even though, even though, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sat's on the SmackDown review next week, so I don't think he's going to be that mad at me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, there anyway, you go. That was my that was my heel promo for the day. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, if anything, the comment section think it was a babyface promo. So I think you're going to be grand. It was a babyface promo. Oh, well, good. I, so. I mean, we, I've successfully turned the people against Russell Talk. <laughs> Me and my friend Mark. <laughs> Everybody, right now, <laughs> watch. Anyway, right. So, Denise, our final show today. And it's, it feels like while this is an end of an era for us, it's the beginning of a new era for WWE. How's that for a segue? Uh, Triple H. Who's the new era for? Well, I mean, in theory, for us wrestling fans, like it, it should yes. be for, for WWE fans like, that we all are. Like this should be a, an exciting time for us. So, I mean, we'll kick things off here, actually, because WrestleVotes, very reliable WrestleVotes, put up a tweet that said, with SummerSlam being his first real show in total control, sources say that Triple H would like to make a creative splash at the event. However, only if it makes sense. Won't just do it for the sake of doing it. So... If you're looking at the SummerSlam card this weekend, I mean, maybe we're already starting to see the trickles of this because they've canceled the Matt Riddle-Seth Rollins match. Like, do you think, what do you think we may see at this show with Triple H's first pay-per-view? I did think that was a little bit, I thought the way that they kind of executed the whole, like, let's, the way that they dropped this match with the stinger from Matt Riddle and this and that. And we, and you know, I think they already announced that they're pushing it to Clash at the Castle, right? That's that already announced Sean, that. Well, I don't okay. think he announced it, but Sean said in his report that it may be as soon as Clash of the Castle. Got it. Okay, so I wanted to say that because I feel like it's a little bit. I don't. I don't really care. I didn't really like the way that it was all executed. That's what I'm trying to get at because it was kind of basically like, oh, shit, 
We don't got anything for Clash of the Castle. So let's go ahead and take this match here. Take it off the card. We'll do this little thing for it. This little, this little bit for it. Just so that we can push it to Clash of the Castle. So for me, I kind of felt like it was one of those things that it, they realized that they didn't have much for that pay-per-view. And they needed something. So they were like, okay, let's just chip away at SummerSlam. So I don't know if I really loved the execution of how all of that was done. And that was one of the matches that I think was one of the ones that a lot of people were looking forward to. Because you knew that you were going to get a good solid match out of it um i am happy that we're still going to be seeing it but it does kind of feel a little bit like oh man we didn't have anything so let's just take away from this pay-per-view uh, i don't know if i fully agree with that i think clash of the castle is most like i mean it's sold out anyway but i think it's most likely going to be built around drew going after the belts and like drew returning to the united kingdom and winning the belts which is what we do here in the uk like basically we like we like we don't like all the other countries. If we're English, we don't like the Scots, and if we and we don't like the Welsh. However, if we don't have anyone that's good, we'll just co-opt either of yours. So, like Drew's Scottish, so he's doing it for the United Kingdom now. Like that's our guy right here. But if we had like an English person, we'd just be like, "No, he's our guy. You can't take that guy from us." So, so if you had both of them, all of a sudden Drew would be like nothing to oh, you. Guys. Oh, absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. Not. Like if Harry Smith Jr. all of a sudden became a big deal in WWE, we'd be like, "Yeah, that's our guy right there. You can't." have him scots or the welsh he's ours but you know he's returning to the united kingdom and they're gonna be pushing this narrative of like the first ever uk born wwe champion i think he is or he's certainly scottish board that's he could be going after and winning the biggest title in the company i think that's what they're going to build the whole paper around so i don't know like the whole matt riddle taking that off and pushing clash castle i think it's because triple h wanted to change a match on the card and saw this as a good way of doing this because i i think we're going to have seth come out cut a promo like he put that tweet out being like i've worked really hard these last six months to get my shot at this pay-per-view and i'm not getting it triple h replying yeah we hear you seth Rollins comes out cuts that promo and they have rebel heart hit johnny gargano comes out and you do johnny gargano he's back in wwe versus seth uh, versus seth rollins at the pay-per-view Man, all of that was a little bit weird too. The way that that tweet was put out and the way that Triple exactly. H quote retweeted it. I was like, none of this is making sense, man. None of it. Because it's like, okay, the whole story, the story is that Riddle's got a stinger, Riddle's injured. So then why would, and then I know that, I, take what you will, what Seth Rollins put as a shoot, as a work, I don't know. And, but the way that he put it out there, it still didn't make sense, like regardless. Like even if it was a shoot, even if it was a work, it doesn't make sense either way. So for me, I kind of thought like, oh, well, this is the way that we're heading with this. I don't know. It's not, it's not my favorite thing. But even with that being said, though, I still am like, and you know this, and we, we've had this conversation on here. You know that I'm a big Triple H fan. We've talked about this. And oh, yeah. so I was very happy when the news came out that Triple H was going to be taking this position. Um, it kind of, it, it's so crazy, though. Like, when you really think, like, in the last, like, what, year or like year and a half, like everything that's happened with Triple H when you think about like the, the ending of the black and gold era of NXT, which was his baby. And then they like, you know, dismantled that and then, you know, recreated it into NXT 2.0. And then we got this heartbreaking news this, that he was having, you know, these heart complications and, you know, he was on the verge of death and we heard the interview and everything he had to say about that. Then came WrestleMania and the man has to retire. And it's really sad because you always want people to retire on their own terms versus like, oh, you know, a house scare or something like that, where he had to kind of just leave the boots there. And that was very sad. And for a while, people didn't know like really what was going on with him or what was happening. And so 
it's crazy to see now that, you know, he's, you know, doing talent relations, he's head of creative. It's, it's wild. It's been a wild few days, like a wild week at the very least. And like sort of the last couple of weeks, really, really actually really think about it, the couple of months since that first Wall Street Journal article dropped. It's just been like every couple of weeks, something massive has changed. Uh, I mean, so fun story for you, Denise. Uh, when Vince McMahon put out that tweet last week that said, I'm retiring. My first thought was, I don't buy it. Really? Didn't believe it. Like, because I, I was watching Tempest and Pete doing their like breaking news video and like they were kind of sort of freaking out about it. And I was like, this is probably the biggest news story. And they did the SmackDown podcast. And it's probably the biggest news story that's ever happened in the world of professional wrestling. My first thought was, I don't think it is because I still, I still think he's in charge. Like, I still think this is like Triple H going in. It is Stephanie McMahon is interim CEO. Bucky O'Hare is. Like, I think Vince is still running. He's still pulling the strings. He's still calling the shots. He's still signing everything off. He's still the guy in charge. Really, it wasn't until Triple H became head of creative that I started to be like, man, maybe Vince is like actually stepping back. And maybe like, I think it was even one of Sean's reports was like from one of the wrestlers there was like, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I'll believe it when I don't see him in, in Gorilla with the headset on. So I'm I'm still like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't have this whole like it's the biggest news story ever because I've seen Vince stepping down for various different things and not really stepping down from things. So I didn't put first was like, nah, I don't buy it. But yeah, so you I, were I, more I, along the lines of the CM Punk thought process because that's what he said in that little thing that he did at some com. It was I think it was at San Diego Comic Con where he basically said like you think just because he put out this tweet that he's actually retired like no nothing changes the landscape is still the same and all of what he's kind of said there. Uh, see, I don't I didn't see it that way eh, because I just feel like why put out this like massive lie out there when you already have so much like problems and issues and things that are arising, the last thing you want to do is go out and say, oh, I'm retired. And then, you know, hands off positions to other people and then still be there. Like, I just feel that that lie is too big to public for P for, for, for them to kind of like try to be like sneaky about it. Now, does that mean that, that, you know, Vince McMahon is not giving triple H maybe some advice or Stephanie some advice? I don't think so. I think he definitely is. I think he's definitely like, hey, make sure this, this and that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, tying up loose ends and all of that type of stuff, right? That you do. But I do think like, or at least I want to think that this is legit. You know, he's retired this and that. But when I saw the tweet, when I saw the news, I didn't go the route of like, oh, this is not true. Yeah, I mean, I, now, like, as I said, like, since Tuesday, I think I have more been along there. Like, oh, no, yeah, no, maybe he is actually retired. Like, I think it clearly just took me a few days to really process the news and sort of like the enormity of it all. I really do think there will, like you say, he'll be on the end of a phone. They'll go over scripts, Triple H be calling and being like, hey, look, this is what we've got planned for the show. And he'll be like, yeah, you know, put his two cents here and there and there. Because, like, he's still going to be involved in, in some capacity with the company. But I do think that this is now like it's triple h he is the head of creative he's the guy that's going to be pushing the credit forward i think you paul Heyman coming in this and the other kevin dunn might not be long for the wwe world either because stephanie don't like him triple h sure and hell don't like him so like maybe that side of things will change bruce Prichard will probably survive because bruce can survive anything because like he's just a corporate yes man so he will just say yes to the thing that keeps him the job the longest so i think that he may be able to stick around in sort of a creative process as well I am really excited to see. Like, I'm really stoked 
before SummerSlam. Maybe not the card itself. Like, I don't think I'm like massively bothered about a lot of the matches on the card, but I'm excited for the show itself because I want to see if kind of I think a lot of people had this with Raw on Monday. Like I listened to, you know, the, the review that you did with Sean on, on Fightful, right? And you had so many chats that were coming through being like, oh, is it just me or did this feel different? Like, is it just me or did this feel different? I think people were watching Raw looking for the Triple H changes, even though they weren't really there. I think we're going to be doing the same with SummerSlam. Watching that being like, where's Triple H's stamp on this show? And that's what people want to see. That's why there was like so much buzz around this Raw. Like, I don't remember the last time that people were talking about Raw this much or that. You know, I saw so many people on Twitter that never tune into Raw. And all of a sudden, they're there and they're watching and they're talking about the show. And, and the first like couple of minutes, you know, it did feel like a little bit good, you know, but we don't know really what was going down with that, right? But it mm -hmm. did feel like, you know, it was an entertaining little aspect with Roman Reigns and Theory and all of that good stuff. All of that was fine. But then the second that the rest of the show progressed, it was immediately, this is the same Raw that we've been watching for months, that we've been talking about for months. And it's really quickly, I think that a lot of the buzz really was just like washed away like instantly. And I get it. Like, I think that, you know, he was still, the, you know, uh, he was still doing the show that was already planned to be for that Monday. I do kind of wish that they would have, you know, just done something different, like scrapped it. And somebody said, like somebody in our chat said, that is the difference. The fact that the show wasn't ripped up, like, exactly, you know, yeah. right before the show, right? But with that being said, I think that given that a lot of people were going to be tuning in, like you said, to see that Triple H stamp, I do wish we would have seen a little bit more of that incorporated into the show just because, and you know, I get it, timing and everything and all of that, but you, they, I think they had an opportunity there with a lot of people that were watching. Now, I don't know if these people that weren't going to be watching, uh, if they're going to come back and be like, well, you know what, we've let's give Triple H another chance after this. I think that you're right in the sense that it's SummerSlam because SummerSlam, you know, the pay-per-views, especially pay-per-views like SummerSlam, they tend to be watched by more people. So depending on how that show goes and, you know, when we do see, you know, Triple H's, uh, flavor into the show then that's finally when people are going to be like okay or maybe some people are going to be like okay let's you know what tune into raw let's tune into smackdown because you know what this was a pretty good show so it is that i think that SummerSlam is going to be that like official let's have triple h actually show who triple h is i know that it's a you know a card that was put together by vince but regardless now you kind of got to add that like triple h to it on top of what they had already planned. And I, and I think that's where the Rollins thing comes in. Like, I think this, that's Triple H's, you know, Russell Vogt's tweet that he's looking to put his creative splash on it. I think that's the Rollins match. I think he's going to completely change what that match was supposed to be. And that's going to be a big thing to be like, cool, there's Triple H. That's, that's the sign of things that are going to be coming in this company, whether that is someone returning or it's an NXT call-up or something along those lines. He's going to do like a big shocking thing. However, like if Rollins just isn't on the card, then I will be sitting there being like, then why did we take the match off the card? Like I will be sitting there being like really confused by that. But I, I like to do the storyline thing for Seth to put that tweet out, like you mentioned earlier, it's a tweet that doesn't make sense in the world of kayfabe. It's like, I busted my ass for six months to get on this SummerSlam card. And like, yeah, but in the storyline, you injured the guy. You cost yourself that match. The powers that be didn't take you off the card, Seth. So exactly. Like, I, I, I think it has to be some form of storyline to do something big at, at SummerSlam, right?
Right, exactly. So that is something that, and you know, we mentioned the part about, you know, Triple H doing these changes. I'm curious, what do you want to see Triple H actually change up on the show? Because I know mine's, mine's is really just like, I want to see a different style of wrestling. I don't want to see the same generic thing over and over again that, you know, we're constantly watching rematches, just more interesting storylines. Uh, what do you want to see? Hey, hey, do you know what? It's like, things, the thing I'm getting with AEW really in a way, which is that, long-term storytelling characters that have three dimensions to them maybe not so like restricted on their promos and stuff more like so heavily scripting things and i i don't i think the in-ring wrestling on on raw and smackdown smackdown maybe not so much but on raw it's broadly fine like if they they you go out there and have some pretty good matches on there especially if they get like a six-man tag the main events of the show but i'm looking for like i i think from sort of like a particularly a backstage thing I want Triple H to have a more open door policy. And when Chelsea Green left WWE, she did that interview with Sean, which was like, I used to sit outside Vince's office for like six to eight hours, hoping that I might get a chance to chat with him. I think like with the Triple H world, I want it to be a much more open thing. He can just sit there, come to me, we'll have a chat. Let's talk about, here's what do you want from your character? Here's what I think your character is. Let's work that out together. And that can give wrestlers some creative satisfaction. You know, like Sean's done some reports this week of people who left, who were fired when they were in NXT or fired when they're on the main roster, who are now looking at the Triple H led WWE thinking like, hey, do you know what? Like, I had a great time in NXT working with him. There's every chance now that if my contract ends with AEW or I turn down offers to go elsewhere, like if they're free agents, like a Johnny Gargano or a Bray Wyatt, they'd be like, do you know what? Let's let's go back. Let's try this now because this is a fresh ship. Like Sean had that report where there was, a, he said there was an, I've actually got the quote here. I'm going to read this out now. Where is it? Um, do, 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 do. Um, that talent and another talent that ended up in AEW said they had no confidence in being creatively satisfied on the WWE main roster. One said, I'm really glad that I went to AEW, but if I was graduating to a Triple H-led SmackDown or Raw, I probably would have re-signed with WWE before my deal was up. It's Adam Cole, right? Like that has to be Adam Cole. It sounds it's, like it. It has to be because he's a Triple H loyalist. And he said that in multiple interviews when he left WWE and went to AEW. So I think that he's a guy that when his contract is up with AEW might be looking to be like, Poof, you know what? This WWE actually might not be a bad deal anymore. And he'll, and he'll head back over. So we may see some really interesting jumps back and forth. Whereas previously, I would say that the jumps were always from WWE to AEW. Exactly. And that was one of, and it was interesting too to hear what Tony Khan thought about that because I do think there is a lot of truth to that. I do think that, you know, now that people know that, you know, I was going to say Vince McMahon, that Triple H is, you know, running things, I do think there's going to be people that see uh, things a lot differently where they might consider, you know, it's not going to be like, I remember there's like this period of time where we kept seeing like people leave WWE and people asking for their release and people not being satisfied. And we were getting so much of that for like this extended period of time. And I don't think that we're going to be getting, I mean, you know, obviously we can't predict the future, but right now I don't feel like we're going to be seeing that, uh, you know, amount of people wanting to leave anymore. And I would, I think it would, I think it would be naive for me or for you or for us to think that there might not be people thinking, hmm, you know what, there might be an opportunity there. Obviously, there's going to be people that, you know, want to see how things actually work out, how, uh, you know, Triple H does in this position, especially at a higher level. We already know how he, you know, what he was doing with NXT, but this is a different level. And this is, uh, you know, he's still going to have to incorporate different things. Uh, it's not going to turn into like main roster NXT black and gold no, brand. It's really not going to be that either. You know, there's going to be a balance of, you know, 
what we know Raw and SmackDown to be with that incorporation of what Triple H wants to add to it. So it's going to be a balance. It's not, again, not going to be Black and Gold's NXT brand. So what I'm trying to say is that I do think that there are people that are looking at this situation and are thinking, you know what? There may be an opportunity for me in WWE once again, because like I remember kind of, you know, seeing there's so many like, you know, talents in the independent scene and we've seen them. We've seen certain names go to WWE and things didn't work out for them. In fact, it kind of halted their momentum, which is not what you would expect. Going to WWE is supposed to be like this. It's supposed to skyrocket your career, right? It's supposed to be like the dream. And instead, she is a great example of. That. Oh, there's so many examples, but instead, it halted people. It kept them in a certain spot. They never went anywhere. And then all of these other people that were in the independent scene ended up getting hot, and they were the ones that ended up, you know, becoming bigger stars. So then those stars, those stars that went to WWE from the independent scene, were like washed away by these new people and then now they're in a w and they're doing this and they're doing that and these people are kind of like oh well you know i was in wwe and you know like nothing happened with them right so mm -hmm. i do think that now you know and people probably saw that people probably were like hmm it's maybe not the best idea if i go to wwe because look at what happened to this person when they went and look at what big of a star they were uh you know similar in my shoes and they went to wwe and things didn't work out for them but now if we start to see things differently and things start to be worked around differently, there might be people that are going to be like, you know what, I will consider going to WWE because there's an opportunity for me where I just won't be, you know, buried on NXT 2.0 or something like that, you know? So I do think that people are going to be looking at things differently, but again, it's going to depend on how things play out. But anyways, it was interesting to hear how Tony Khan, what he thought about this when he spoke about it on Busted Open Radio. And he basically said that he didn't like a lot of what was being said on like Twitter commentary about people thinking that people are just going to magically jump over to uh, WWE. And, you know, he gave us information on Malachi Black's contract, Adam Cole's contract, and basically said like, they're with me for a while, guys. They're under you know? lock and key. They're under lock and key for but five years. I do think that this changes some of the stuff that we've been seeing on that. I think that we will be seeing some changes in AEW where like AEW is getting so much talent and there's a lot of talent that is, you know, not necessarily being featured. There's going to be, I think it's naive to think that every single person in AEW is happy. That's just impossible. Oh, yeah. There's Can't no be. way that can happen. There's nope. going to be talent that are like, you know what? I came in here thinking that there was going to be more time for me. And all of a sudden there's not, Hey, you know what? WWE is not being run by Vince McMahon anymore. They're being run by Triple H. And you know what? Things are looking pretty good. Hey, you know what? I might consider uh, going now over there uh, because maybe I'm not getting enough time over here. And I don't want to speak for anybody, but I do think that there's going to be some people that may see things in that direction because who can blame them? Put yourself in that situation and you're going to be looking to see where you can get the most, uh, you know, the most TV time, the most action. And hey, you know, WWE, if they're, Obviously, they're going to be paying well. Uh, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for people now versus people just going, you know what? I'm not going to go over to WWE because Vince McMahon thinks I'm too small. Vince McMahon thinks I'm too skinny. Vince McMahon's not going to see me as a star. Uh, now there's a possibility that if you prove yourself and you're like, hey, I'm a star and I could do this. And, you know, there's more of a possibility for you.
Yeah, uh, I mean, a few people pointed out in the comments. Uh, apparently, Sean debunked the idea that it was Adam Cole in uh, on the AEW review. That's what Sean is saying. That's what Sean is saying. Um, I don't know. The way I read it, it like, does sound like it a lot. It yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's either him or it's Kyle O'Reilly or maybe like Dax or something like that. But like, you know, you're looking at someone whose contract ran up. But it certainly sounded like him. But if that's what Sean is saying, I fully believe him because I think Sean is completely on the level. Um, Meltzer actually was writing about this in the Observer as well about like you know what things we might expect to change because. I kind of go back to sort of four or five years ago when me and Ollie first started doing these shows together and tr and NXT was like at its zenith. Like and that was NXT it was like Gargano Champa, and It was like, you know, the revival. And it was like, oh my God, NXT is the best product. Like NXT is always putting out the best takeovers. Like NXT should be doing this. They should, do this. They should just do this on the main roster. We used to get people sending in messages being like, what happens when Vince McMahon retires and Triple H takes over? My response to that was probably not a lot will change because NXT and Raw and SmackDown serve two very different masters. NXT is appealing to the niche audience. And as AEW has shown, that niche audience has a ceiling. Whereas Raw and SmackDown appeal to the more casual audience. That's the people they're going after. They've also got more sponsors that they need to bow down to. They've got network heads that they need to bow down to. They've got maybe standards and practices, you know, to use a Vince Russoism that they need to adhere to and things like that. So they will never be NXT on the main roster because that has got a ceiling. Triple H has always been very open about this in interviews as well. He was just like, Raw and SmackDown are a very different wrestling product to what NXT is. So Raw and SmackDown, in theory, should remain broadly the same, but we'll see like smaller incremental changes like uh, long-term storytelling. And I think for the most part, less rematches, less things over and over again. The reports from Sean and Dave were that the reason why we were getting so many rematches is because Vince forgotten that he'd done them already. He was just doing so many, like he'd forget people's names and he would just do matches, even though he was told again and again, we've already done this, he would just do it again anyway. Because in his mind, we did it once and it was great, or I forgot that we did it, so we're doing it again. And like, I think with Triple H in charge, we're going to see much less of that. We're going to see much longer term storytelling. And also Vince, Vince just tore things up. He would start a storyline, get bored with it, tear it up, or he would give someone a three-week push, got bored of it, scrap it, and do this, that, and the other, right? I think that is something we're not going to have with Triple H. I think Triple H is going to be much more open about starting storylines and finding a way to finish them, like, so, uh, not just successfully, but also satisfactorily. It drives me wild, like, to think that I sat through so many of these <laughs> matches that were rematches for no reason. No reason at all. Because, like, I, I mean, you know, obviously we were fed up with the rematches. Like, oh, my God, we already saw this. But then yeah. there's par like, part of me was like, okay, maybe there's a reason. Maybe just tell yourself <laughs> there's a reason. Tell yourself it's a reason so you can get by it. Like, so you, then you can maybe see things with a different vision. And when I think <laughs> when I think to the fact that Vince was just forgetting that he already did it, and I think about all the hours and minutes that I spent watching these rematches, I want to cry. I want yeah, to cry, I Luke. I want to cry. Dude, I'm the same way. about this. That was Waking time of my life that I spent watching the same matches over and over again. Yep. Waking up on a Tuesday morning. I have to get up quite early to watch Raw on a Tuesday morning. It's a three-hour show. So I have to get up really early so I can watch it and I can write my review when I get my train into work and stuff. And I sat there and the amount of times that I just sort of like lent my head back with a Oh, when I just see the same thing that I'm not, I didn't just see last week, I saw two weeks before that. And I saw the same thing two weeks before that as well. Like it was driving me mad. 
that's the sort of stuff I'm expecting to see much less of. So I think like next week's Raw is going to be fascinating to watch because I think there'll be people being like, where's the rematch? Is this a rematch from last week? Or trying to find like, when was the last time we had this match? This is a rematch from this time, right? Uh, the other thing I think we're going to see big changes of is in the women's division. I yeah. think that like Stephanie and Triple H are very, very big on this sort of thing. That's what they did. That was the big selling point of NXT in the original days was like, we have got the best women's division on the planet. Even though Impact had done it 10 years before them. They were like, no, 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 no. we're the first people to do this in North America. Um, so I think we're going to see more of that. I think like they need to announcement of Evolution 2. I think we may get that as like the, one of their first big things they're going to announce. I don't know if that's going to be one of the things that they do. I think it'd be awesome. But um, I actually want to see more of like the call-ups. I want to see, you know, new faces up on the main rosters. I want to see like bodies on the main roster because <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of seeing the same five people on SmackDown. And what's worse is like, I'm interested in like, if, let's say there's 10 people, right? On the show. I'm interested in like two of them. And I feel bad, but there's a lot of people I'm just not interested in because they, you know, haven't made us interested in them or they've been there forever where we already know this is their ceiling in WWE and I'm not expecting anything more out of this person. And so I want to see, you know, some, uh, uh, some people that I think, you know, they're ready to go to the main roster that put them out there. And then also on top of that, I'm curious to see like who, might be coming back like whether it be from behind oh, the yeah. scenes in front of the camera people that you know didn't find a job elsewhere uh, i'm interested to see and who's going to come back i think that should be that might be a possibility as well i wouldn't hate that possibility because i do think that there are some people that if they were being brought back i do think i mean let's be real right now a lot can add to those shows like absolutely i i, I feel bad but like there's just so like the rosters are so slim and or maybe it's the fact that we're just seeing the same things over again that it feels so slim, but it feels very slim. We just need bodies there, man. That's exactly. I think like name returning. That's why I had I put Gargano, uh, Gargano on the the uh, thumbnail here because I think he's he's a guy that Triple H will probably be calling to to get back. I think Bray's a person to call back. I think interestingly, now that Vince is gone, Sasha and Naomi could be the people like triple h could be the person to smooth things over with them which he has done a lot in the past let's not forget how much bruno sammartino hated wwe and hated the what vince mcmahon had done to professional wrestling it was triple h that smoothed that over he was the guy that got bruno sammartino back into the wwe fold i think he can do that with sasha and naomi and Meltzer uh said oh, i've got the quote here from on sports illustrated said it's kind of up in the air i mean they're gone the last i heard is that there were attempts to be made to reconcile especially with vince gone so it's up in the air i don't think there's anything definitive just yet but i think that is showing there that like the attempts are being made to reach out to sasha and naomi and be like guys let's come back into the fold johnny ace ain't here anymore vince ain't here anymore we can make something of this you don't have to leave and one of the things too that i remember like throughout like the period of the releases where you were seeing people like do their thank yous at the end. Obviously there were people that were like, thank you, Vince. And I was like, bruh, he just fired you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, there were a lot of, there were a lot of the ones that I saw that were like, thank you to triple H and Stephanie and people, you know, backstage. Right. There was so many that I saw that they would include triple H's name, but they wouldn't include Vince's name, which was, you know, like kind of telling in the sense that there was a lot of people that were legitimately thankful for, you know, their experience with triple H and just not thankful for their experience with Vince. 
Um, yeah, so that exactly. was one of the things that was definitely noticeable as well. And it just, you know, it, I remember when I was seeing those, it just kind of made me like, I don't know, just see things a little bit differently in the sense that I'm like, hmm, there's a reason why they're not thanking this person. There was a, a real thing with uh, all those thank you messages to Vince that really made me think of, I was, I was just trying to find the direct, the exact quote there. There's a, an episode of The Simpsons when uh, Homer, because Lisa doesn't like him anymore, buys her a pony. And it turns out owning a pony is really expensive. So he has to go get a second job. So he works at the Quickie Mart, like, like works the day during the power plant and works at night at the Quickie Mart. And eventually he leaves with his kid, right? Because he, she gives up the pony. And as he's walking away with the kid, Apu says, he slept, he stole, he was rude to the customers. Still, there goes the best damned employee I ever had. And I really <laughs> felt like that was the Vince McMahon thing. He was like, he was rude. He buried stars. He did, did terrible things for the wrestling industry. But there goes the best damn promoter we've ever had in this country. See, like, that's just, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And there was a lot of people that were like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would be pretty like, thank you, Vince. Because I would be like, what the f***? Like, you just fired me, bro. Sorry. But also, I, I, and it's, it's, no, it's fine. It's the last show. Um, but also, like, I think that, you know, I, I, there's more stories to come. I mean, we've already heard Mike Johnson, PW Insider has said they're working on more stories. And it's not just Wall Street Journal that are working on stories. There are other people that are working on stories as well. And I think that's one of the things why Vince has stepped down now at this point is because they know that something else is coming and they're just trying to get ahead of it now with this big public facing thing so that when the stories do come out, he's no longer head of creative of WWE. He's not in a prominent role. He's already retired. And also the other thing too is um, I wanted to also add because you were mentioning the whole thing about, uh, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. Hold on, repeat the part that you just said because I was going to say something to add to more that that I forgot. More it. stories. Yeah. Okay. So the more stories. Oh, shit, I was going to say something about this. <laughs> Hold on. I had it in here. That's oh, fine. yeah. 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 Wait, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. It was the Titus O'Neil promo. Yes. Remember, remember how that weird one? that was? So weird. I Such remember Tony Sean on the post show. I was like, dude, why now? Like this, I know it's because of the Vince thing, but why today? Why now? That, I mean, who would have thought that the Titus O'Neil promo was our biggest freaking indicator? during that period that you know what something was going to happen yeah and like we kept saying we i mean some of the podcast been like that was a weird promo it was a weird like i guess he's in his home state but even so he's just coming out here and be like hey guys do you know what this company's brilliant and the people that run it are brilliant and i have a great time here like, it was just well weird and this is a safe space and we never talk about <laughs> yeah. politics or religion nope. i was like Oh God, <laughs> it was horrible. It was so weird. I don't know. And I feel bad because bless Titus. Let's be real. It's not this his wasn't fault. his idea. No, I don't think he was too, too thrilled when they probably told him he had to go out and do this. And who else are they going to say? Like Titus is so likable. He had one of the best moments ever where he literally just ate shit and fell. <laughs> He's lovable for eternity, literally because of oh, that yeah. moment. On top of that, the man does charity work. You can't hate him. Like, I don't know anybody here can be like, damn, screw Titus O'Neil for doing that promo. No you know way. what's funny? If it would have been anybody else, people would have been like, that shoot, that bootlicker shill, you know, look at that company corporate man going out there and doing this promo on behalf of Vince McMahon. But it was Titus O'Neil, and people like the guy. You know, he does good things. You so, can't like, hate the man. Like, fun fact, like, your early days of Quizzlemania, 
Titus and Neil was a running gag in the early days of Quizzlemania because someone sent in an ultra chat that really made us laugh about Titus. And then Titus became this running joke. And after a while, we just had to put a stop to it because we were like, we can't be doing this. He's was too... Joke? So I, I can't, I won't go into the whole details of it because some people, some people didn't like the joke in the first place anyway. Oh, I but see. We, okay. like, but the, the joke really caught us off guard and it really made us laugh. But we did this. And then after a while, we're like, we got to stop this. He's too nice of a guy. Was it Look at all the was no, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't that. It was something else. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you later. Okay. But it was like I, I was like, no, we can't be doing this now. He's too nice of a guy. Like, like, let's put a stop. And we just completely stopped the gag and everything. And that was like quite. That was the early, early days of Quizzlemania, which seems long ago, but it's actually. Oh, by the way, the Attitude the, Era of Quizzlemania. Yeah, no, by the way, the uh, the fiftieth episode of Quizzlemania is out today. A a pre recorded one because we did it in person. Sweet, holy yeah. shit. That's going to yeah, be in, exciting. In-person one. And it, let me tell you this. It was a hot, sweaty day to be recording it on. It was actually really tough to record. So this is the first ever all-in-person Quizzlemania. All-in-person Quizzlemania. Amazing. It's exciting. It's exciting. So, yeah. Um, I mean, do, do you have any stripping? Uh, there is no stripping in the video. There's a lot of dab, like a lot of forehead dabbing. As, as we try you and, say, like, if it's hot, you'd be like, it's make... getting hot in here. We'll take off <laughs> well, all your clothes. Denise, let's, let's not go back to the I juicy podcast that we had hot. last week. I am going to take my clothes off. <laughs> By the way, actually, we, we we ran a poll in the office and we all decided that juicy was way worse than horny. Yeah, of course you would. I'm not sad about this, but I think that you're all wrong. I stand by what I said. And everyone's response was like, Denise is weird. Like, no one would think this. Well, you know what? Sorry that I'm not every robotic person here. <laughs> I'm sorry that I have a different outlook on life. <laughs> My apologies. It's absolutely fine. Um, are there any names that you think we may see come back into the fold? You there, like, people any... <laughs> don't know anything about being juicy. Put out a t-shirt. the rock. <laughs> I did it for the juicy. I did it for the juicy. I did it for the juice. Hooventude. <laughs> I was going to say Hooventude Carrera. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was, man. All right, so, my yeah. stomach's growling. That's fine. Uh, do you have any like names, NXT call-ups that you think Ooh. we may see? Um, I mean, if I was to throw out one, I think Carmelo Hayes may be one of those guys that's just Cameron like, Grimes. Just to... But let me actually yeah, pull Cameron up Grimes. the roster. Fast because... track him up like to the main roster and stuff like that. I, I think we may see that. Returning names, I think uh, Gargano, Bray may be one. I think Banks and Naomi. Dakota Kai, I could see certainly getting a call. Okay, I got them for you. Alba Fire. Mm -hmm. The former Kaylee Ray. Do, Obviously, I, okay, so I was going to ask on that. Do you think they changed her name back? Because all the name changes was a Vince thing. Uh, and like Triple H brought in Kaylee Ray. He brought in Viper. He I brought don't in hate Alba Fire, though. I don't hate it. Yeah, I actually no. like the fire and everything. I think it's kind of cool. I don't hate it. Sorry. Uh, Braun Breaker, obviously. Uh, let's see. Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes. That's another one. Um... I do. Oh, Cruz del Toro, all the Legado de Fantasma guys, all of them. I think they're ready and good to go. Um, I'm thinking one second. Oh, I would like to see uh, Pretty Deadly. I think they'd be great on the main roster. Eichmann Jiro, he'd be like, you know, the fun little, you know, they could do some comedy bits with him as well there too. Uh, Io Shirai, mm -hmm. that's definitely somebody that is, you know, been there, done that in NXT. I'm trying to think if it's us some more people. Mandy Rose, I think she should go back. Mandy Rose should definitely go back. 
just put my just my hand yeah, up for just one second. I just want to address someone in the chat saying, uh, pre-recording Quizlemania, everything is changing. This is a one-time deal. We we, we pre-recorded this because it was the 50th episode. We thought we would do it as a special thing. 51 will be back in, like back online. It would, the Quizlemania isn't changing, everyone. And it'll also go back to being live as well. I just wanted to make that perfectly clear because because we did some of the change on the podcast, people now think that everything is changing. So I just want to ease that. Also, the Friday show is going to be free for everyone because some people think it's going behind the paywall and it isn't. Um, oh, and some Von other Wagner, because he's going to be the biggest star in WWE. I'm just kidding. Hey, I was going to say, nobody will not be Von. I, I could see Mustache <laughs> Mountain. I could see some of the NXT UK guys like getting the call up and being part of that tag team division because Triple H is a tag team guy. Triple H loves tag team wrestling. So I could see him giving a call to Mustache Mountain and bringing them up from NXT UK because let's be honest, they've just been dwindling in NXT UK since they signed with them. So, yeah, I completely think that there's a lot of people from NXT that can be going to over uh, that I think would be I, I think they would add a lot to the main roster. And I would see, I do expect a lot of like NXT UK names too, like the ones that they want to keep. Right. The ones that they want to keep, the guys they want to keep. We've been seeing a couple of them pop up on NXT 2.0. And uh, for those, I think that they'll, you know, go over to the main roster if they want. But, uh, apparently Mustache Mountain have been broken up. I don't watch NXT UK, so uh, neither I do no I. Idea. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. Uh, so apologies for that. However, also just put them back together. Uh, no one, I'll be honest with you, no one watches NXT UK, so it's fine. No one will even know that they broke up in the first place. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I so those are kind of like my sort of overall thoughts uh, on the situation of like where I think things have changed. I also, I also think as well that the real when Triple H took over NXT. And he turned it into the Triple H NXT era. It wasn't an overnight thing. It actually took, I think people forget this, it actually took a couple of years for NXT to really become that NXT. I think we may be seeing the same thing with Raw and SmackDown. Like it, this is not going to be an overnight thing. They're not just going to completely change the sets or anything like that. There may be like smaller changes, longer term storytelling. There may be uh, longer matches, less recaps, less rematches. But it's not going to be for the next couple of years that we're really going to see the effects of a Triple H, Stephanie, Nick Khan run company. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to, it's going to take some time. I mean, there's going to be things that happen fast and there's going to be things that, you know, happen in the long term for sure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, let's get into your ultra chats on the situation. Resttalk.com forward slash support. Get in all of them and we will answer them all above the five US dollar level. Uh, Brian kicks things off here to say, I would have to say I'm with the majority of this point. I don't think anything will change right away, but I'm certainly intrigued. I've only ever been watching pay-per-views for WWE since 2017 with your videos and the SmackDown reviews. But if Trips McGee is going to be head of creative, be at least put in sprinkles of the old black and gold era NXT, it would be something I'm persuaded to watch live again. Love all the content and the changes coming in the future. Thank you, one love. Well, thank you, Brian. It's a very, very nice message. I, yeah, I'm very curious to see like the ratings over the next few years and see if this does bring back some of the people that gave up on the company like t- four years ago. And those are the people that's actually going to be starting to come back in now. Like, I also wonder as well if Triple H and Stephanie, uh, and maybe Nick Khan will push for it, whether they'll be the ones to cancel the Saudi deal. I don't know, man. Those I forgot the exact percentage of what that revenue is for them, but it's a huge amount. I don't think so. I think it'd be like, it's just a lot of their revenue comes from that. And I forgot the exact number, but I recall them talking about it. It's way more than any WrestleMania has ever made for just yeah, one show. Exactly. Like, and so it, let's it be real, money thing. talks. But, but, and that's the thing is, like, but also I think Triple H and Stephanie, you know, they're the ones who are pushing in the evolution uh, idea. So like, are they also going to be the people like, we're all like this. But then uh, Pete made this point to me recently. They're also the people that are the forefront of change people. So they'll probably stick with the deal pretending that it's a forefront of change thing and they're there to try and change things but really it's because they're getting a sweet pay packet out of it do you still feel people are as outraged now when they go to the saudi shows than when they first did in the beginning no i I, not absolutely not because i mean they haven't murdered a journalist for a couple of years so uh, i don't think people are as outraged i think if if they do another act like that it will kick a stink up again but i think people have and i hate to use this but have gotten over the saudi arabia deal yeah, I think so too. So it's, I mean, there's still going to be people, especially when it actually comes up. Like, that's the thing. Like, people only talk about it when it's like the time for the show, like, where we're, whether we're leading up to it or it's the day of. Uh, that's when everybody's like, you know, mad again. But I'm like, okay, I'm thinking to myself, probably like, I'm trying to think about it from like their perspective, like how much money they're making for this show. And all they're going to do is get a bunch of like negative comments on Twitter. Yeah. You know, I'd probably be like, hmm, a couple of million dollars, a couple of negative Twitter, Twitter tweets. 
I already get those anyways. Give me a million. Give me millions of dollars. Can we get all the bazillion dollars that they get from it? Yeah. It's going to address a point. Someone's made in the comment here that said that I complained that uh, they changed Piper Niven's name that she was in NXT UK. I was the person that praised them changing the name. I was the, literally the person that created a thumbnail and said, this is a great debut. And this is a great, because no one watches NXT UK anyway. They don't need to uh, keep her as Piper Niven. Thank you very much. Uh, Juan has been a member for 11 months in a row. Said, I definitely want to see changes in WWE. They dropped the ball in 2016 when I stopped watching the show and slowly got into the indies. Love this show. Tenreza said, I want to see Triple H come on screen and address the audience like Vince at the start of the Attitude Era. Would love to have him come out on Raw after the and to stamp this new regime. TK needs to speed up some things now. He needs to run a stadium show soon. I mean, how much more can he speed things up? He's doing <laughs> Arthur Ashe. He's uh, going to Canada. Uh, I think that they're doing quite a bit of what they need to do. If you speed things up too much, then you know what? You can't yeah. do that. Like, let the company grow. These, like, I think, like, regard, like, come on, look at how much of a head start WWE has on AEW. Like, give it time. Give it they're time. They're gonna, they're they gotta find their own thing. They're a company that are three years old. Like, I think they will be okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, um, hi teams and Nick, uh, I'd like to see uh, Triple H bring back Bray, Johnny and some other free agents, rebuild the tag and mid-card titles, have more time for matches, longer storylines, better themes and entrances, and to retire the 24-7 title. There's oh, some please, things that please yeah, I mean, do right, it. Yeah. Also, better themes. Obviously, I'm massively in for. Yes, uh, Tails B said, I just hope people aren't released in the middle of feuds. Remember Johnny versus the Miz? actually don't uh which was probably leading to Ms. maurice versus morrison and monet also i love the shirt denise it's the only home team i have left third thinking do you think that road dog comes back Ay madre mia well <laughs> sorry it's just funny to me because road dog has had some interesting uh news bits what a as moron absolute moron like it's fine because like no they don't watch these shows it's like when i keep calling him like the disco inferno is an idiot like road dog is just an absolute doofus you know what this reminds idiot. me of luke <laughs> okay you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of like those guys that like a girl and they're like your smile is horrible you're fat <laughs> he's making ugly them. Uh, and then like deep down they're like i love you please be nice to me i'm gonna ask you out on a date i'm trying to lower your self-esteem so that you go out with me that's what this feels like oh yeah. my god road dog is that guy that like backhanded compliment but i want to date you guy nah that's exactly what he is it's oh yeah embarrassing. He's, 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 he, oh yeah he's really fully embarrassing himself really fully embarrassing himself right now this he's, is what they mean by secondhand embarrassment i think he's looking at booker t and being like oh man if i just keep saying stupid things on podcasts then people will keep writing about me on websites and maybe that'll get me a job back in wwe it's a lot um, with Booker <laughs> T too. I, I honestly, I'm at the point where I realize people's agenda and I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's just who they are. That's their, they have an agenda now. And people, you know, it gets him in the news. It gets people checking out his podcast. It keeps them happy with the bosses. So, you know, checks all the boxes there. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it was just an embarrassing quote. It's a really embarrassing quote. Like if you're begging for a job, keep it quiet, keep it on the down low. Don't tell everybody and then don't trash it and be like, Oh, screw you. I don't know. It's just a lot. It was a lot. I, I like this from Jorge. This, that Road dog is Helga from Hey Arnold. 
Yes! How good! She was so mean to Arnold, but she loved him! He's actually, in Road Dog's closet, he's actually just got a statue of Tony Khan that's made out of chewing gum and like like an AEW t-shirt over him and stuff. But no lie, if I were Tony Khan, I would be like laughing my ass off. Like, no offense, <laughs> yeah. but I'd be walking around with like some big dick energy, okay? I'd be like... <laughs> Like for real, think about that. Imagine someone told you that. Like, hey, I hate Grassle Talk, but hey, I want to work here. I feel that's what a lot of our comment section is. Uh, Ten Rosa said, uh, "I will. Uh, uh, I would love for SummerSlam to be Dunn's last show. I hope he is finished after this show. Give us Evolution Two between WWE and Ring of Honor. I think a lot of people are going to be getting hired soon. Thoughts on the women's IWGP title, WrestleMania Forty? We're going to miss Morning Face Denise." WrestleMania 40 is an interest. I, not where it is, because I can give a rat's ass about where it is. I'm never going to go. But the fact that it's called WrestleMania 40 is a thing. Because like that was always a Vince thing that he hated with giving them numbers. But this feels like no, no, we're naming the shows again. I love the numbers. I'm Me sorry. Me too. Oh, Maybe yeah. I won't love them when we're like at Wrestle. Will I still be alive for WrestleMania 100? Uh, well, it's in How 60 years, years time. 60 years. 60 or so years time. Yeah. Like I'll be. I'll be, like I'll be 90. In my, yeah, I'll be in my 90s. Actually, I'll be nearing 100. Okay, then maybe I'm not gonna like it when they have those numbers when I'm like 90. I'll be not like, make it because I think the first WrestleMania is 84. I was born in 85, so I would literally be like 99. You would be honestly, you would be like, you know, it'd be really cute if you're like those little old men that get to come out on the show. <laughs> I've been to every WrestleMania, I've watched every WrestleMania, I've been alive for all of them. Yeah, I ain't made it that long. I'll be then, I'll be amazed if I'm seventy. And they're watching you on camera, and then there's like some young kid going, "Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Look at that oh, little that, old man." People are pointing out it's eighty five. It's the same year that I was born, so I literally will be a hundred. Like when the 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 hundredth WrestleMania happens. Oh my god, that's it! You need to make it to a hundred just so you could be at WrestleMania one hundred and have like a feature. You know, the news will cover you and be like, you were born, you <laughs> like a big story, the, you know? The thing is that there'll be a lot of other people born in 1985 that might have made it to 100. I mean, I'll maybe, be in maybe... my 90s and I'm going to be spry. So I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> I um, don't know. Oh, I hope I make it. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I don't think I'm gonna... My goal is just to make it to WrestleMania 100 <laughs> that I can buy. <laughs> Actually, no, because if I'm going to be 90, I want to live... See, my goal is to live to 100 years old. Like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. And if I go okay. anytime before that, goal failed. Okay. You know what? That's what my tombstone's going to say. Didn't reach 100. She's pissed off in here. You know what, well, Denise, I'll outlast you. I'll make sure of it. Like, if I, <laughs> if I get to outlast you, I'll make sure that is what your headstone says. Denise Salcedo, goal failed. Yes. Well, here's the thing, though. British people, you, you're a lot healthier, right? You're uh, a lot healthier than I mean, like we, here. We we have better diets than America do. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Sure. See, my yeah. American diet is probably going to cut me off a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have a better healthcare system. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if, if we're still allowed to have it. I don't even think I have healthcare. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might be on Obamacare. I don't even know. Is that even a thing still? <laughs> All I know is that when I get married, I'm going on my husband's insurance. So oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's, man, great. I'm going to finally have legitimate insurance. I got my wife on mine. It's great. 
Um, D Maddox says, I honestly think that Triple H can save the careers for people like Judgment Day, Mustafa Ali, T Bar, Ricochet, and Shayna Baszler. Mustafa Ali surely has got to be one. Triple H loves a good talker, and Ali's an amazing talker. He's a good looking fella, too. He is a good looking guy. Uh, Chris said, I don't think the huge changes are going to be like going back to two hours or anything drastic like that. We need to remember that the main roster still needs to pull in the casual fans. Um, good luck with the wedding, Denise. I hope you have fun. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if like, I mean, Triple H would probably love for Raw to go back to two hours, but there's probably like massive contracts that like will stop him from getting it back to two hours. So I don't think anything's true. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. It's not just uh, like a, you know, flip a, flip exactly, a, flip a yeah. switch. The Guilty Hat, Team Danuk's last ride. Looking forward to listening to this in full later on. Selfishly, I hope that Triple H brings back Tegan Knox, particularly with the clash coming up. She's so good, but I didn't get a shot, but didn't get a shot in Vince's main roster. Bring back the shiniest wizard. It's a good shout, actually. She's actually Welsh, so she'd be right at home for Clash of the Castle. Speaking of Clash of the Castle, we've had a lot of people ask um, whether we're going because Ooh, are you going? It's, it's not that far from my house. I am not going. None of the WrestleTalk boys are going to Clash Wait, of the Castle. Wait, how far is it and why are you not going? Uh, so if we drove, it'd be about a six-hour drive, but I can always get the train and I'll be there in a couple of hours because I need Cardiff. Cardiff's actually really easy to access. Uh, the reason we're not going is, A, the tickets were well expensive and B, we couldn't really get them. Um, although I would add C, I don't think we tried. Did you not apply for press? Uh, no. I mean, Why well, not? They don't like us. What do you we're, mean they don't like you? We're sort of on the, we're on a bit of a blacklist. I have been for years. How do you know this? Because we've we've done things before. And you've asked. Didn't you, you well, just cover an event like for well, Cricket Wireless or something? No, not Cricket Wireless. We we've done stuff we've done stuff with BT Sport. That's there you different. go, BT Sport. Okay, but, but that's that's through BT. But they let you interview their talent. Well, yes, but okay. Denise, I'm setting up for something else here. So let me I'm, I'm, let me finish my setup and my payoff here. So, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> people have been asking hey are any of the WrestleTalk boys going to be going to clash of the castle it's so close you could easily get there um we are not going the WrestleTalk boys are not going to clash of the castle however what if there was a way that we were going to watch the show and watch it all together in person details Sweet. details will be released tomorrow um 10 Reza said, Do you see a refreshed look at NXT dissolving the UK branch of it moving? Um, sorry, do, 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 do. Uh, the people want to see Orlando. Do we need a bigger performance center? You think Triple H and Steph will save Titan Towers as a museum and just move to the new headquarters? Oh, okay. So basically, are we just moving everything out of New York to Florida and just doing it into the PC? I think question? they'll keep. Uh, basically, do you think they're going to keep the corporate offices in Titan Towers, or they're going to move everything to the performance center? I thought they were going to do the new offices, weren't they? I'm no idea. Thing? I'm having a Scooby Doo. I thought they were. I thought there was going to be new offices or something. Uh, and John Wick says, uh, "Who do you think Triple H will have to set up dethrone Roman? Do they wait until Cody gets back, or do they have up something fresh? Something fresh, hopefully. Do you think Austin's cashing in this weekend?" Oh, I think it'd be a failed cash-in. If he does, yeah. Um, Jay says, I'm really sad that this is the last show. I just want to say how much I've loved you both together doing this. You both always put a smile on my face. Can't wait to see Denise on other WrestleTalk things in the future, just not hosting Quizzlemania. <laughs> hey, also, 
BTW, you can see me a million more places. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like, this is the thing. It's like we're, like we're we're letting you do more things that are like bigger than this. So I think that's a if anything is a good thing. I love how you're like bigger than this. That's so mean. What do you? You are bigger. Like you. You're not the barrier yourself. What are you talking about? Like I, I think you doing the show with with Sean on Fightful is a much bigger deal than what? doing the show on a Friday. It's so sad. No, it's not. It's the same I... deal. I don't know. Like he's he's Sean Ross Have you seen his Patreon numbers? Yeah, he's got a big giant head and a super <laughs> conceited with a big ego. Can't deal with that. You see the post the picture he just posted with him and Damien Priest, where he's standing on a box to be taller than him. Like why why won't he accept he's five and a half foot tall? Like I just I don't know no why idea. he just won't accept this. I have it's, no it's, idea. It's just fact. Like it's just fact that at five foot ten I'm taller than him. I don't know why he's got such a bee in his bonnet about that. Well, anyways, if people want to see my stuff, just go on Twitter. I post everything there. <laughs> All the links to everything. But YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. Uh, Ten Rosa said, the changes to Russ Talk have made me sad, especially not seeing the chemistry Denise has or doesn't have with her co-host. We need one last Denise Adams show. Been listening to Hunter and Steph's themes. I'm excited about the future. It's time to play the game. David here said, just wanted to say thank you for all the laughs on every Friday. Stay juicy, Denise. Hope to see you back on Quizlemania soon. I've got a plan for Quizlemania 51, by the way, to go up. Oh, well, I'll tell you afterwards, but I've got a, okay. I've got a big plan. For, I've, I've pitched it and we're all seem to be on board for it. I, I think I've got Yeah, also Adam's ignoring me. He's ghosting me. <laughs> what do you mean he's ignoring you? I've messaged Adam and I was <gasps> like, hey, bro, what's going on? And he was like, nah, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> He was like, get out of my face. You're a horrible human being. You did ruin his show, in all fairness. And Adam's you? not talking to me. That's amazing. I'll 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 have a I'll have a word with him. Uh Sheldon Jackson said, Will we ever get a video of Adam yelling at Denise about Quizzlemania? Also, what's your favorite moment from the Team Danuke shows over the year? Um, the candy stuff. That was fun. Yeah, the candy stuff was good. You teaching me Spanish every week. Uh yeah. I would massively enjoy. All the Christmas yeah. episodes. Yeah, there'll be lots of things I'm gonna miss. Yeah, I think I think we really hit our stride when before, like when we were doing the night shows when it was yeah. like 11 p.m. for me on Thursday. Yeah, when we used to pre-record it. I think people actually forget that this never used to be a live show. Yeah. We used to pre-record this show, and yeah, you were doing it at like 11 o'clock, and I was getting up at like 5 a.m. to record. I with love you. that. <laughs> and I was that like, was "Yeah, Denise, we would like to do it as a live show. Now you're gonna have to get up early." And I'm yeah, just and I was like, around. "Oh no!" And at first it was easy, and then it got yeah. hard. Oh, it got do you really remember? hard. Remember how much you bragged in that first week about how you got up super early and you had breakfast and but you. What happened was you guys changed the times on me i used to we wake didn't up change the times. yeah you did Time, the show used no. to be at 7 a.m and then you changed it to 8 a.m for me yeah yeah you so made we, it no, worse no we didn't but like we gave me that eight, extra hour no, i gave you the extra hour because i thought it would help no it made things worse okay well but you should have said because i could easily could have moved the show back to 7 i did tell you i told you i'm one of the shows you know you if you'd have said to me like if you'd have sent me a message, I did say, say to you. Yeah, no, Denise. If you'd have sent me a message on Twitter, being like, "Cause I'd have loved to have done this show at three. I told you, know you in person. Easier, how much easier my life would have been if this show was at three p.m. Oh my god, this guy, this show, my Fridays would have been so much easier. I to hang around you till four. On the show, you I said it's me. harder now that we're moved the show up an hour. I didn't know that there was a possibility of moving the show sooner. Denise, we bend over backwards for the the things that you want to do. We easily would have moved this show. I didn't know that. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's a good job we found this out on the very last episode that we could have changed the time. Uh, Yellow Wheel said, with being the last show with Denise, I thought I would say I know Selena and how much her legacy means to the Latin community. Luke, you should be ashamed. Anyway, love Russell Talk. Thank you for the years of content. Now, so I asked you a couple of weeks ago, have you ever seen the show Superstore? You so did? I don't even remember I that. That's fine. Well, I mean, I don't remember you telling me about the 7 a.m. thing, so we're, we're even. Um, so <laughs> but mine asked... is important. <laughs> so is mine. I've got a point to make about it. So I, um, I asked you if you'd seen the show, and you said no. But I was going to make the point of there's a character on there that really reminds me of you. So if anyone's seen the show, the character Cheyenne, like the way that she speaks and the way that she acts, I turn to my wife and be like, it's Denise. Cheyenne, but... superstar. That However, ugly, Luke. <laughs> However, there was an episode, a Halloween episode, I think in series two, where the Latina character addresses as Selena and no one knows who she is. No. And, and they were making the joke because everyone else is like, they're not from Mexico. So they have no idea. And it's the running gag. She's like, I'm Selena. I'm like, I, I did this and be like, and then at the end of it, the person goes up to me and is like, yep, I'm a big fan of Selena Gomez as well. Like, I think it's a really great costume that you've done. And it's a really funny gag, but it really made me think of you. I wanted to send everything to you and just record it and send it across to Denise. Me like, look, Denise, this is the conversation that you and I had. And this was in the Cheyenne Superstar show? It is, yeah, it's in that show. It's very, it's actually pretty good. I think it's it's half decent. It, it is. It, it fills 20 minutes. Interesting. Uh, Harriet Mangagirl says, hey, Denise and Luke, I'm really going to miss the Team Denise shows on a Friday. So taking this opportunity to say thank you to both of you for the Friday shows and for entertaining us all. Keep being awesome. Thank you very mm -hmm. much, Harriet. We love you. And Andrew here said, if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't know who Denise was. I'm glad that this happened. I got to meet her in Vegas at GCW. I'm still available as an editor. I still support Fightful. Luke, please watch Selena the movie. Love to you both. Yeah, seriously. Can you do that, please? <laughs> I, I think you'll do. cry. You reckon I will? I mean, I, I probably will. I was watching Ghostbusters the other week and I cried. So like, you should I, I, cry. I I always cry Ghostbusters. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I already I know, know the outcome. I already know everything, and I still cry. I'm like, why? <laughs> Uh, and Cliff says, uh, you've both done an amazing job to engage so many with this show throughout the lockdown era. I'm proud of you both. Thank you, Cliff. Uh, much love to the amazing Cliff. Uh, but Denise, uh, that is going to do it for this episode. I think that is all of our Ultra Chats, I think. Uh, Dude, you got to you... kill me off, man. I'm leaving. Oh. You got to kill me off. Got to kill off the kill... character. I don't want to kill off the character. Also, it'll ruin continuity with all the other shows that you're on. No, I know, but I'm like, you just be like she's dead to us. So if I just kick you out this stream now, but I, but no, you know, I need to give you the just platform. be like can... boom or something. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Denise, uh, what have you got to promote? What would you like to promote? All right. So for all the people that are like, I missed seeing Denise on Wrestle Talk. Well, don't worry because I'm on Fightful and F4W online and my channel, so you can still find me if you want to check those out. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Y'all know the drill. I post everything there. So whatever you need to know, it's there. Uh, but seriously, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, because that's my YouTube channel. And eventually, I want to work there full time. So I don't have to work every place else and deal with people like Sean. <laughs> so anyways, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Uh, Denise, uh, one day, I will eventually accept your invitation to come onto a channel and make a video with you. 
Like, yeah, you always I'm, reject me. I've I asked know, you like a hundred times. Yeah, I, I've just had a kid, Denise. Like I've just been a bit busy with the child. The child is now a bit bigger and a bit older. I'm now actually available to do those sorts of things again. So if you asked me, I'd probably be able to do something with you now. Well, no, I don't want to ask you. <laughs> well, fine, f*** you then. I won't do your <laughs> stupid channel. <laughs> end this show luke owen finally has enough with denise salcedo well denise i i've loved doing this show with you i've loved every single moment that you know i've had together i very much love you as a friend and i cannot wait to do more stuff with you down the line um thank you to everyone who has tuned in thank you everyone who's watched this show uh have a great weekend as well denise have a great wedding uh, and really enjoy married life love to you all jam that jam everyone Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.